What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host here, Hayes. You can follow me if you choose to at CEO Hayes, at CEO H A I Z E. Enough of that. On today's episode, we'll be going back into the mailbag. We actually got some more vo- voicemails after I dropped the mailbag episode on Saturday. And these, I don't want to wait a whole nother week to get to. So we're going to go ahead and get into those. We got questions about. The Bulls, if they would have actually lost the coin toss with the Sacramento Kings, that would have netted the Bulls the second uh, overall pick and been able to draft Luka Doncic and how that could have changed the Bulls franchise. We're also going to talk about Bulls players playing in the Drew League and why some fans are reading too much into it. And lastly, we're asked, who has the more breakout season, Io DeSumo or Patrick Williams? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first up, A, thank you. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bulls Central, and I appreciate you guys for that. So we're jumping right into the content for today. So first up, Chicago Bulls players uh, Patrick Williams, DeMar DeRozan, and Daylon Terry have all played in the Drew League over the course of the last few days. And some fans are reading too much into it. Some are reading too little into it. Some are just, listen, the Drew League is a different type of beast altogether. And you have some people that because, DeMar, I mean, it's because Patrick Williams did not score 35 points to think, oh, this is another sign of Patrick Williams is not going to be the guy. Uh, but, you know, and well, all that remains to be said, that's going to be told on the NBA level. Whatever Patrick Williams develops into, doesn't develop into, you're not going to be able to tell that from a Drew Lee game. Let's be clear here. There are a lot of people in Drew League who cook every single day who have never even made the NBA. So, you know, the way that I look at it with this is evaluating players like DeMar DeRozan, a shout out for, to him for just playing basketball all summer, playing in the Drew League on his birthday, things like that, and just continue to be the leader. That man eats, sleeps, and breathes basketball in every shape, form, or fashion. Shout out to him for doing that. But when you talk about and people trying to evaluate uh, uh, younger players like Patrick Williams, like Dalen Terry based off Drew League, I really don't put much into it. Um, yeah, Patrick Williams missed a dunk uh, that that after breaking somebody down, the handle looked amazing in that clip you guys may have seen. Amazing. Like, Pat, I didn't know Patrick Williams had that type of handle at all. I did not know. Like, the handle that he flashed there surprised me more than anything else. But then, you know, people say, oh, they only scored 14 points, this and this. It doesn't matter. It's Drew League. Like, what we're going to see from Patrick Williams, and, you know, at least this, like, t- the thing that I take more so out of anything else is that Patrick Williams has also been playing basketball all summer. Uh, you know, going down there, practicing with the Windy City Breeze, going out to uh, California with DeMar DeRozan for the 4 a.m. workouts at one point in time, then going back for the group workouts in, in, in Cali, and then now going to the Drew League. If we see a leap from, from Patrick Williams, and we have another question on that later on, whatever we see, like Patrick Williams has started this offseason and put it's going to hopefully be in a great place to come into training camp, probably in the best shape of his life, ready to play basketball, ready to contribute early. And for all those that, that we want and need to see a leap from Patrick Williams, it just shows that he's ready for a little bit more than just the nine points per game he's able to chip in and things like that. This is going to be the season that hopefully we get that. he, You know, a full, healthy offseason, hopefully, knock on wood, nothing else happens. Um, coming into training camp, more confidence from working with DeMar, hopefully learning some of those tricks, learning a worth et- work et- ethic um, and everything. Like, that's the kind of things that I wanted to see from Patrick Williams this summer, and that's what I'm hoping, that it sets him on a nice platform to jump off, be completely ready to go, a little bit more aggression, a little bit more focus, a little bit more confidence from him as well, coming off what he's been through this season. Now, Dalen Terry... As well, same thing, right? I'm not going to flip the script just because it's different. And he's a rookie. Like Dalen Terry, 
stuff in the stat sheet in a lot of ways, but more so than anything, showing his ability, his uh, 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 willingness and ability to just go. The kid loves basketball. And, you know, very much somebody who I'm excited as well to see DeMar hopefully take uh, Daylon Terry under his wing and things like that because he's a competitor. And I've said before, and, you know, and somebody mentioned it, and shout out to you guys. So, like, last season, just, uh, again, got to call myself out. Last season, I said on my on my preview for the Chicago Bulls, don't expect to see Iowa DeSumo unless things have gone horribly, horribly wrong or amazingly right. And it was a combination of both, right? He 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 took and show that he deserved to be on the court early in the season because of his defense. And then his role continued to increase because of injuries, other things like that, but it all came back to him showing the willingness and readiness. And that's what I think we're going to see from Dalen Terry. I don't think Dalen Terry is going to get a lot of minutes uh, to start the season, but if you will bet on anybody to earn a role in training camp, anybody who continues to for the coach to trust to, be, to put more on them, that's going to be Dalen Terry. And so just looking at stuff from the Drew League, it just continues what I've already thought, what I've already seen from the players. I'm not reading too much into it like some people do, but you know, if you do, then do. I mean, hey, that's on you. Like, but I'm just excited about this team. I'm excited about what I've seen from this team this offseason. I'm excited about a lot of players on this team. Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams being two key pieces of that. Of course, also Ayo Desumu. Excited to see what Andre Drummond looks like coming off the bench for this team. I'm excited about a lot. Hopefully, Alonzo Ball getting healthy as well. And that's really what this has done for me. Everything that's been coming out about the Bulls has been great, has been great chemistry building, great culture building, things like that. I'm just excited to see the basketball get back on the court and to see what they actually give us on the court by playing. But, you know, hey, if you look more into Drew League, let me know what you guys think about Drew League down below. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys think on that. But let's go ahead and get back into the mailbag. For the first time ever, we're getting back into the mailbag quickly. And then Ricky Fontaine, who Ricky, who's supposed to be my co-host on the Chicago Bulls weekly channel, the exclusive channel for members, who has not shown up for work yet. But he does bring a great question and a great voicemail. Let's go ahead and play. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Ricky Fontaine. And today, I wanted to play a Would You Rather game. Would you rather that the year that we drafted Wendell Carter when we lost the lottery pick to Sacramento when we had the same exact record at the second pick and got Luka Doncic? But the problem is that we got Luka Doncic that we'd have to keep guard packs. Or would you rather the Bulls how it is today? Question of the day. All right, so to add some color to this for those who don't know, the Bulls actually won a coin toss with the Sacramento Kings um, for lottery position uh, the year that Luka Doncic uh, – uh, uh, played and because of that like even though we won the coin toss they actually got the second overall pick in the NBA lottery and so what Ricky Fontaine is kind of asking like had the Bulls lost that coin toss got that then that second overall pick had the opportunity to draft Luka Doncic how would that have changed the Chicago Bulls and this is a great question right and the biggest thing in this that I see is that do we even trust that Gar Packs would have drafted Luka Doncic with the second overall pick like the Sacramento Kings picked Marvin Bagley in that draft. Do we not think that the Bulls may have done something weird in that draft? Like, like that's that's the first thing that my mind goes. So it's like, yeah, with hindsight, you think, okay, the Bulls could have got the second overall pick. They probably would have drafted Luka Doncic. Well, hopefully they would have drafted Luka Doncic. Um, but you know, things may have not gone that way. One thing that we know with with Gar Packs is that uh they didn't draft very well, right? And they didn't draft like this focus, they didn't draft for like this overarching goal. Like it seems with AK and Eversley, of course, so far that they have a style of player that they like, and that's players that are versatile that that add to the flexibility of the roster. But Gar Packs, the way that they drafted in that is like, eh, what would they, what would they have done in that draft? Like that's the biggest question for me that I look at first because when you look at it, so Luca was drafted third, 
um, technically by the Atlanta Hawks, traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Bulls in that draft did draft Wendell Carter, so they were still after that big to pair next to Laurie Marketing, who at that point in time, they did think Laurie was the future. So would they have also drafted Marvin Bagley? That's the one of the biggest questions. Would they have gone Marvin Bagley? Would they have gone Jaron Jackson Jr.? Would they have gone one of those routes to try to continue to, to shore up that front court, right? To say now we have Marvin Bagley and we have uh, 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 Laurie, and now our front court set for the next 10 years, because that's what they thought when they drafted Wendell Carter. Um, so, you know, that's the question, but in the nature of what Ricky asked here, if the Bulls had got that second overall pick instead of the Kings and the Bulls had drafted Luka Doncic, what, how would that have changed the Chicago Bulls trajectory? I personally think that that would have, if they drafted Luka, that would have kept Gar Pax in power for probably another decade because Luka and Zach Levine together would still at that point, Laurie Markkinen would have been probably a good enough team off of how Luka plays and his competitiveness and Zach Levine was still on his rise then to be a playoff team, maybe not that first year, but the years after that. Would that have kept Garpax in power longer? That means we wouldn't have this current front office. That means that we wouldn't have, you know, Billy Donovan as a head coach. Would Jim Boylan have still been the coach? Because keep in mind, this uh, Bulls ownership tried to convince A.K. Eversley to keep Jim Boylan on, even after seeing what Jim Boylan was as a coach. So those are the type of questions that I ask. And if you ask me, would I rather? You always want to go with the talent. So part of me does want to say, I would rather have Luka Doncic here paired next to Zach Levine and have that talent than not and see what, what we can get out of it. But then you look at Garpax's inability to build a team. Garpax's inability to draft. Garpax's inability to make a, a good coaching decision. Things like that that also play a part in it. So yeah, while we would have more talent on the court, would we then be looking at it as this is a team that just for some reason can't put the right pieces together to get over the hump? That's the type of thing, right? And with these woulda, coulda, shoulda, that's why I like the way that Ricky presented it because people just ask, well, what, what would happen if we drafted Luke instead and not really take a, a look at the full picture of it? We would have probably kept guard packs in, in power. They would probably still be the front office right now because to them drafting Luka Doncic, having Zach Levine, Laurie Markham, how would Laurie have developed at that point? Like, would have been enough of a win in their cap that they, they, they would have kept the, their jobs. Keep in mind, it took for John Paxson to realize, hey, we're not getting this done for, for the, the ownership to make a move and to bring in a new president of basketball operation. So that's how I look at this. That's how I look at this. So for the longevity of the Chicago Bulls franchise, I do think that it's better that we didn't get it because we, it brought in AK, it brought in Eversley, it brought in Billy Donovan. It, it changed the culture of this team. Keep in mind, the Bulls culture sucked at that point. So who knows if Luka would have even stayed. This is the same Luka Doncic who, you know, may have played a part in Rick Carlisle getting on there. So probably Jim Boylan, he would have played a part in Jim Boylan leaving too. But would that culture have, shift, have had shifted enough for this to be a positive environment that Luca would have wanted to stay in and build his career? Those are all the questions that I asked. So, like, for me, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. It went the way that it went, and it went the right way that it should have went because we needed a change in the Chicago Bulls culture. But I, wouldn't, I won't lie and say that it's not very enticing to think, had we had Luka Doncic and Zach Levine here in Bulls uniforms and what that that would look like. Let me know down below. What do you guys think on Ricky's uh, question here? What do you would what would you have rather happen? Uh, let's go ahead and move on. This next voicemail. This one is from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I was thinking instead of putting the ball in Patrick Williams' hands, I think he needs to cut more and have Nikola Vucevic pass him the ball like while he's in the post. That way he could score a lot more easier and that way, or maybe I could be wrong. Anyway, too much sense. Peace. All right. Shout out to Shay. And he says, you know, he doesn't want to see the ball in Patrick Williams' hands more. And this is where 
I don't agree, right? I don't, let me be clear. I don't agree at all. Like, yes, Nikola Vucevic is a great passer. And as I've said before, and this is what I, I fight back against, a lot of people who just focus on bringing in a defensive center and trying to get rid of Nikola Vucevic is that Vucevic's passing makes this team a lot more dangerous, a lot more everything, right? We saw it. The Bulls' offense did look better overall when Nikola Vucevic was in the offense. But I look at it as this. Patrick Williams is the future, especially the way that AK and Eversley are betting on him. They're betting on him to be the future. And with that being said, you want to continue to develop everything because I know we've talked over the course of the weekend of uh, the Bulls wanting to talk a contract extension with Vooch, and that's great. But Patrick Williams, ideally, is going to be here longer than Vooch is. So you want to build every part of Patrick Williams' game. Now, if Patrick Williams is not successful in having the ball in his hand more, then okay, yeah, you do some other things. That's why you have DeMar. That's why you have Lonzo Ball. That's why you have Zach Levine here to a degree. Uh, But I still think you want to, especially in this third season, if he shows that he's ready, if he shows an ability, uh, ability and willingness You want to put the ball in Patrick Williams' hands more to develop that part of his game. You want to do that. You want to try to develop. We know that Vooch has that part of his game. So if we need to go to it, then you can go to it. But you want to put the balls, the ball, the balls. No. You want to put the ball in Patrick Williams' hands as much as possible to see what you can develop in that part of his game. Now, as far as cutting, I still do think as well, both can be true, that Patrick Williams does need to become more of a cutter when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. I want to see Patrick Williams be more aggressive at getting to his spots, getting into position to score, uh, trying to trying to you know free up some space when he doesn't have the ball. So I still think he does need to work on cutting because there are going to be tons of times Patrick Williams does not have the ball in his hands, regardless if we're trying to develop that part of his game or not, just because DeMar DeRozan is on this team. So yes, I absolutely want to see Patrick Williams also work on the cutting. But if you're asking me by the nature of Shea's voicemail, which would I rather see? I'd rather see and give an opportunity for Patrick Williams to have that ball in his hands, see what he can do as a playmaker, see what he can do breaking down the defense, see what he can do in even reading the defense, and see if that that point forward type game that we've seen small, small doses of with Patrick Williams, if that's something that can be developed and nurtured to be a weapon in Patrick Williams and the Chicago Bulls often. So that's why I sit on that one. Um, some some may agree, some may disagree, but that's currently where I sit on my thoughts there. Uh, you guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. Now, the last thing that we got for today, this one is actually a comment that was left, and this one was left by Joe the Blacksmith. I'm going to put it right down here. All right, and so he asks, who do you think is more likely to break out next season, P-Will, Io, or Kobe? Can't wait to see those guys back. Here's my my answer to this. I think more likely is P-Will because he's going to be a starter. Uh, we, Io may be a starter, too, with, depending on what's going on with Lonzo Ball, but I look at P. Will having that, that opportunity and that chance before. So if I'm asking which one is more likely during the percent, uh, per the percentages, it's going to be Patrick Williams. He's in the starting lineup. He's probably going to pay, play more minutes, things like that. But if I'm looking at who's more likely, and this is just me being honest, right? I want to see Patrick Williams break out. But if I'm saying who's more likely to have a breakout season, I think it's going to be Io DeSumo. When you look at what Io was able to do defensively, Io at points in the season, before he started breaking down some, was not just giving you great defense. Statistic-wise, he was giving you elite defense. Now, if that can continue to grow, if I've talked about it very heavily here as well, he was a scorer in college. We didn't get to see that part of his game grow. And part of it was that uh, that, uh, Ayo passed up some shots in crunch time for big chunks of the season because his confidence level just wasn't there. And even though his confidence was there defensively, his confidence level was there with certain things, but like, we saw tons of games last season in which Patrick, I mean, in which I would assume we just did not take certain shots and some wide open shots just because of his confidence. He passed them up. If that part of Iowa's game comes back, if he can be a 12 to 13 point per game scorer with the defense that he gives, right? The defense that he has, the confidence in which he's learned as well, and being that sponge that we've known him to be, 
Io has a great tra- chance to break out as well. An amazing chance to break out. And Kobe, I'm going to address all three here. Kobe's chances to break out. I would say that it's higher than what some Bulls fans will have you believe. If you look at Kobe, Kobe's half, three months out of a six-month season, Kobe averaged 16 points off 40-plus 40, 40 percent shooting from the field and 40% shooting from three. It just wasn't consistent. If he can give you that consistently, Kobe absolutely has a chance, but I'm not giving him as much of a chance to break out as the other two because I do think that if Kobe is inconsistent, that they're going to pull him more, maybe put in a player who, while not the scorer, and and Dale and Terry out there more who bring some defensive intensity passing and some other things, there's a chance of that. I'm not saying that it's likely, but Io and P. Will, their their roles are solidified. Io's going to have a role regardless. He may be the starting point guard to start the season, depending on what's going on with Lonzo, and P. Will is going to get his minutes regardless as well. Kobe, I do think that there's a bigger chance of, if he's not performing, him his role to be decreased because of what's going on with him in the offseason. The fact that he's a he's a uh, restricted free agent that they may not look to resign, things like that, that 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 Kobe's opportunities may become less if he doesn't take advantage of them and plays well early in the season. So ranking to ask your question, I'm I'm giving most highest chance to P Will, even though I personally think Io may before, but then I'm giving number two to Io to Sumu, very small margin between them, third to Kobe White. That's my uh, percentages on that. But that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much uh, for being the best part of Chicago Bull Central and sending in those voicemails. Make sure, guys, if you're a listener on the podcast side, you can email, you can send voicemails as well. If you're on the YouTube side, you can leave a comment. I can do that. You can text or call the voicemail line as well. Make sure you're also following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text, and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls, see red. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.